I'm going to tell you this. Jesus Christ is the King of all kings. He is the Lord of all lords. The Father in heaven is seated upon His throne today. God is a king. And He's seated on His throne. He's royal. Just picture that, you know. Someone that you respect or awe comes into a room. Everybody's a Twitter, you know. Not the phone Twitter, but everybody's a little bit of Twitter about it. Your heart's Twitter-pating. Isn't that it? And, uh, but imagine the scene. Where we're in the same place in the same dimension with the King of Heaven. Jasper and Carnelian. The beauty of gems and jewels. The beauty of that. A rainbow. We're all quick, you know. Anybody get your iPhone out to snap a rainbow when you see it? Something beautiful. Something that captures us. A promise from the Lord. But just this rainbow is beyond the norm. It represents an emerald and it's a circle. I, I don't even know. It's just you can, you can catch John here. You see, John here, the, the man that received this revelation from Jesus Christ, he was trying to put into words something that was indescribable. He was Jesus' best friend. And he was, a, uh, he was the one that when he wrote his book, John, he said, the disciple whom the Lord loved, speaking of himself. One, because he was humble. And two, because he knew he was loved. This man was a, an old man by this time, right? He was an extremely old man by this time. He was closer to the Lord Jesus, had more of the heartbeat of the Lord Jesus than probably almost anyone in history. I don't know. We can't necessarily compare, nor would we want to. But he had a revelation of God right here on this earth. And he fell to his face. This, he was just... <clears throat> you know that one? You will. A rainbow. 24 other thrones with elders. You know, we're inspired by statesmen. statesmen. Different people love, you know, sages. Gandalf, the wise leader. The sage. Twenty-four other thrones. Just such a picture that of all the heavens and all the earth. <laughs> the all kings bowing before Him. And whoever's great, for however long they've been great, bowing before the throne of God. These elders, these wise, these given ones, we, we don't have super uh, description of them, but they are before the throne. They are honored, but they are before the throne, and it's all given up to Him. The clothing, it's the most regal, white, the color of clouds, the color of purity, crowns, the color of wealth, the color of authority. The greatest picture we have in Scripture of the riches and the wealth of our God. Aren't you glad He's not selfish with it, by the way? <laughs> Just thinking about that. The greatest picture we have is King Solomon, the son of David. And when Queen of Sheba, she came, people from all over the world heard how wise he was and how rich he was. And they came, and it said when she came in contact with Solomon, just an earthly small picture of the riches and the glory and the splendor of God, it says she was breathless. This is a queen. This is not just anyone. This is a queen. She knows about riches. 
She saw him and said it took her breath away. Oh God, that you would take our breath away today with who you are. And give us a taste. And we know scripturally it says in the book of Job that all that we see is but the outer fringes of his works. How faint the whisper that we hear of him. Do you hear his whisper though? Do you hear a little bit about his glory, about his majesty? Is it lighting your heart afire? Oh, I pray that your heart would be lit afire. There's no one who will regret serving this king. Flashes of lightning. It's a captivating natural phenomenon. If you've been down, anybody been down to the uh, science museum? We like that. It freaks me out. They have a lightning uh, pole or whatever that is. But, um, you know, uh, some friends of a friend of ours, they... They were driving through the mountains and they were during an electrical storm. The whole family was, you know, they were videoing and there was just, ooh, ah, you know, as, as, the, as the lightning lit up the sky. There's lamps. We're all pyromaniacs at heart, right? Why are we pyromaniacs? No, not all of us, but um, anybody out there ever done anything pyro? Yes. Well, the reality is these lamps it represents so much, but the burning uh, uh, the burning of the purity and the holiness and the righteousness of God. The flame of God before God. The, the sea. Where the, you know, uh, we, we love to be by the sea. <laughs> A lot of people like oceanfront property. But it captures something inside of us. This great body of water. The, the living creatures. These supernatural beings. They're weird. I don't understand them. <laughs> they have six wings. They got eyes all around them, just all around them. But but one of the pictures here of these eyes is because these are beings so close to God. It's there's so multi, God is so multifaceted in His glory, in His magnificence. These eyes all around them are trying as much as possible to grasp at any one given point in time the glories and the majesty of the God whom they serve. Do you get this picture? There's a throne. There is a great party to come. And it is God seated on His heavenly throne. And you know what? He doesn't have a frown on His face. (laughs) He's the most beautiful, generous, loving, joyful. Catch a picture of His kindness. He's a King that invites us with Him. He invites us to come and be a part. So this throne is there and God is seated on His throne, but... There's something else about this scene. It's the nations. The nations. This other aspect of the majestic sight captures our hearts as well. There will be a phenomenon that has never fully happened before. Look with me at Revelation 7, 9 and 10. After this, I looked. (laughs) John is just... This is an incredible download that that John on the island of Patmos is receiving. After this I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count. Now what I want to tell you is this. uh, That no one could count. There was a number mentioned of horsemen in the Bible. A a destroying horde. There was a number mentioned that was 200 million. This number cannot be counted, so we're way beyond that. Way beyond that, can't be counted. We 
They were wearing white robes. They were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried in a loud voice. You remember this one? Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. You know, not only will that throne be captivating, but so will the crowd gathered around that throne. It will be the most beautiful display of humanity ever. (laughs) It's a puzzle of ethnicity, skin color, languages, cultures. I mean, you know me. I'm already nuts about it. I'll speak to anyone in any language as bad as I'm speaking. I love their cultures and their ethnicity. It is going to be a smorgasbord of everyone, the beauty of the nations coming before God and presenting their redeemed gift to God. The peoples of Iraq presenting their redeemed gift to God of who they are and what they represent. The people of Indonesia, the the thousands, 3,000 islands, so many cultures presenting their gift before the Lord. All the peoples coming and presenting their gift to God. The nations. It's a gathering of all nations. At times we do have hints of it and something in us is triggered. Who can tell me the most watched event in all of history? It was a nation's event. Yes, which one? Nope. But you're good. You're accepted and loved. It's not Berlin. I'll, I'll give you... Everybody's like, I wouldn't get... Beijing, thank you very much. Beijing, 984 million. We're just basically, let's cap that off a little, okay? One billion people gathered together around this experience. And what was this experience? It was the nations. Anybody watch that? There was amazing things going up and down and people dancing and woo! And the nations being presented. And something stirs in our hearts. I don't know. You'd have to not really have much life to that not stir your heart with the nations. But there's something we're not seeing. These are nations gathered around. They're meant to be together. They're meant to be celebrating. But they're meant to be celebrating to Him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Be blessing and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Oh, all tribes, don't ever, 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 please don't ever be embarrassed of your ethnicity. You say, well, I'm a mutt. Well, God loves mutts. You're just a unique strain. We're all a unique strain if you really think about it. We're all just a unique strain and we each. So all of these nations are before Him and each person is before Him and a unique strain before Him. Worshiping Him. You see John Piper in his book, Let the Nations Be Glad, he says this way, the, the beauty of an object is not with a uniformity of people that, that like this object, right? Republicans, Democrats, you know. No. It's the, the magnitude and the diversity of the people that worship and love and, and get excited about this object. God is loved by all. God is the God of the nations. Now, something we recognize here is that there's many things in this gathering. Music, special dress, smoke, lights, every nation gathered around, that, in that case, an Olympic fire, but in this case, the holy fire of God. 
We at, we've spoken many times uh, at CFCF of a vision, a, a desire God's put in our hearts to be a place for all people, to represent here in this place what is around the throne. What is around the throne? Every nation, tribe, ethnicity, young, uh, those, those who were uh, uh, of all backgrounds socioeconomically, everyone represented before God, everyone honored for their gift, and God glorified in it all. Praise His holy name. The next thing we want to talk about. So there's a party. You're getting excited about the party to come. And it's not just us in white dresses. You know, you're like playing a harp, sitting on a cloud for five billion years. You're like, that sounds boring. No, it's going to be exciting. We're going to be hosting. We're going to be working. We're going to be, we're going to be expanding His glory for all eternity. You can't think of anything here more exciting than what's going to go on there. I can guarantee you. It's all just a, a small picture. I had a thought heaven would be boring. That's the last thing it's going to be for all of eternity. But our response is to invite people. We talked about that in the natural, that we live abundant lives. Not easy lives, but abundant lives. That God on this earth can give us an abundance of life in the midst of trials and tribulations and difficulties. But we're called. And the question, again, we come back, are we going to show up to the party with just me, my, and I? With, thank you, Lord, which is, which God loves you. He's not going to stand there to condemn you. He will welcome you into heaven. <laughs> but are we going to do it? Or are we going to say, oh God, mark my life for you that I would take thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands to the party of God with me? But it's not just me. Us as a church. You see, it's not my own individual. Jeff's a neat guy up in heaven. We obeyed God. He's glorified in it. It's all about Him. And somehow, we love to be in Him. And somehow, we won't in any way be put off by Him getting the glory. And by others getting the glory. We don't steal His glory, we share His glory. Praise His name. Again, let me point out what's happening at the end of history. And we're going to round the corner here. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude. The roar of the rushing waters and loud peals of thunder. Hallelujah! For the Lord our God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be uh, glad in Him and give Him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come and His bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of God's holy people. Then the angel said to me, Write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. Just a little background quickly. The Lamb, the lamb represented in Israel... The, the sacrifice, people, the people of Israel would take little lamb, they would take them into their homes, they would actually cultivate a relationship. There was a sense of loss. But this lamb would be sacrificed for the sins of the people. Not a perfect sacrifice, but a sacrifice in order for God to relate to the people of Israel. But this wedding supper of the lamb is the Lamb of God who was slain from the foundations of the world, Jesus Christ Himself, the One who said, Father, I have not come to do My will, but Your will. Your will is to crush Me so that I might rise again and take with Me everyone who calls upon My name. Jesus Christ Himself is the Lamb of God. He took the eternal sacrifice for our sins. He's a lion and He's a lamb. He's a king and He's a servant. And I'm about to get really excited about him right now. The lamb was sacrificed in our place. 
And this is the news that we have to tell people. This is what we have to explain. Jesus came as the Lamb of God. Jesus. God is revealing in Revelation the most wonderful truth ever. That He is having a party where the people of God, those who have received the gift of God's forgiveness and new life, will be joined with Jesus in covenant to live in perfect love and unity forever. People, our faith is headed to a party. The party to end all parties. But we don't want to keep the party to ourselves. There's not condemnation here. I'm not trying to condemn you. I want to inspire you out of this revelation that there really is something greater to invite people to. And it's interesting. And we'll close with this. You know, even a sincere atheist can see the need for people of faith to share with people about this party of God to come. And warn people of the destruction that awaits them apart from God if we sincerely believe it. Penn Jillette. Anybody out there heard of Penn Jillette? Yes? Raise your hand if you heard of Penn Jillette. Just getting your attention. Have you ever heard of... What's the other guy with him? Penn and Teller. Penn Jillette is an American magician, juggler. This guy does a lot. Comedian, musician, inventor, actor, best-selling author. He's known for his work with Teller (laughs) in Penn and Teller. He's also known for his advocacy of atheism. He's a staunch atheist, okay? I just want to let you know that. He's a scientific skeptic and libertarianism and free market capitalism. He's got his deal, but he's he's an intense atheist. Here's a video I want to show you, just a quick one where Penn explains about a guy who came up to him at one of his performances and handed him a Bible. Watch with me as Penn makes my point. Thank you, Penn, for making my point, the Lord's point. That we need to make it our goal, I'm sorry, to invite people to the party of God. Let's watch. And nice and sane and look me in the eyes. He's speaking of the man that gave him the Bible. Talk to me. And then gave me this Bible. And I've always said, you know, that I, I don't respect people who don't proselytize. I don't respect that at all. If you believe that there's a heaven and hell, and people could be going to hell, or not getting eternal life, or whatever, and you think that, uh, well, it's not really worth telling them this because it would make it socially awkward. And atheists who think that people shouldn't proselytize, just leave me alone, keep your religion to yourself. Uh, how much do you have to hate somebody to not proselytize? How much do you have to hate somebody to believe that everlasting life is possible and not tell them that? I mean, if I believed beyond a shadow of a doubt that a truck was coming at you and you didn't believe it, that that truck was bearing down on you, there's a certain point where I tackle you. And this is more important than that. Now, I know there's no God. And one polite person living his life right doesn't change that. Uh, But I'll tell you, he was a very, very, very good man. And uh, that's real important. And with that kind of goodness, uh, it's okay to have that deep of a disagreement. I still think that religion does a lot of bad stuff, but man, that was a good man gave you that book. He was really... Alright, we're done. (laughs) As Penn says, if we really see 
the riches of heaven and we really understand the, the torments of hell, we'd be amiss not to invite people to the party of God. Will everyone accept this? No. Penn didn't accept it, but Penn's heart was touched. I'm still believing for you, Penn. We're not responsible for people's choices, but even Penn himself explains the vital importance and responsibility of inviting people to this eternal party that will happen forever. I want to invite the band up, and we're going to celebrate God. How about doing that today? You want to do that? We're going to celebrate God with a baptism. Want to ask, <laughs> as the crew is getting that prepared, why don't we stand up while they're preparing for the baptism? And the band is going to lead us with a song. And we're going to rejoice in God that this party is forevermore and allow Him to flood our souls and fill us with confidence to take a lot of people with us to the party of God. You want to take people with you to the party of God? Do you want to take people with you to the party of God? God delights to give it to you. That's what the Word of God says. He delights to give you the kingdom. Not because you perform well, but because you're willing to surrender to Him. Praise His holy name. Give it to us, Christian. Because you are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things. And to you are all things. You deserve glory. This is a young lady here. Let's hear for Hakel. She's one of those amazing nations. Come on up here, Hakel. She's one of those people from an amazing nation called Brazil. 
And she wants to share a little testimony about how God got a hold of her heart here in Boston. And she wants to get baptized. You okay with that today? Put it right next to your mouth so we can hear you. I can start saying that just to talk to you is already a testimony of my life because I'm not used with that. <laughs> so, but I also have another story. And even though I grew up at church, uh, I never had a deep relationship with God. God uh, was always on my head and not in my heart. But. I always missed him, and I always felt that I needed something, something more. And I got into a point before that I, I just surrendered, and I said, I can't do anything else without you. So I just decided to move from Brazil to here to have a new start on my life, and since then, that, then. Uh, God has been changing my life in so many ways and he has putting, uh, surrounded me with a lot of people who are willing to help me and to instruct me to, through this walk with him. So, yes, I'm here to, to give my life completely to him. Amen. And yes, that's it. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Lord. I have your friend come on over, so she's available after. Oh, you're right here. I'm sorry, I wasn't. All right. Why don't you sit down? Hakel, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. You can just uh, just answer these. Have you given your life to follow Jesus? Do you desire to follow Jesus the rest of your life? Okay. Now I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Buried with Him in baptism and raised to walk a new life. Woo! All right. Oh, let's stand. Let's hear it for the Lord. Bless you, Lord. You're worthy, Lord. Thank you for her life, God. We love you. We honor you. We thank you for our sister. And we just ask you, Lord, be glorified in, in Hakel, Lord. Be glorified in her life, Lord, here in America and in Brazil. We ask for her whole family like dominoes to come to Jesus. We're asking for everyone, Lord, that she comes in contact with to be transformed. Lord, baptize her in your Holy Spirit and release every good and perfect gift that you desire for her. We say, do it, Lord. In Jesus' holy and precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Why don't a couple people come up and hug her and let her know she's loved. A couple people are hugging. Hakel, one thing as we were praying, it's the hug patrol. We'll get that going. Something just explodes in our hearts when people get baptized because that was Jesus' last commission to the church. Go, make disciples, 
and baptize in the name of Jesus. We're obeying Him. You need to get this hug patrol if you're discouraged today to just come on over and hug you too. But as we were praying in the pre-prayer uh, before the service, we felt in our hearts that to make an opportunity that there, there very well may be a couple of people here in this room who you'd say, hey, I didn't come in here knowing I was going to get baptized, but I have placed my faith in Jesus at some point in my life, and I want to make a public commitment with my knowledge. You may have gotten baptized as a child. We're not here to have a long discussion about that. But we're here to say, you desire to follow Jesus in baptism since you've come to know Him and have a relationship with Him, we're going to ask you to come forward. Or, if you're today saying, I didn't know about this party, or I knew about it, but I didn't know Jesus, I want to give my life to Jesus right now. And we will lead you in a prayer to receive Jesus, and we will baptize you, and we will stand with you. So if you, if you hit one of those categories, and you're desiring to get baptized, why don't you come forward right now? This is not unprecedented in our church. If you have a desire to be baptized, since you've come to know the Lord, or you want to give your life to Him today, I'm just going to wait a couple of minutes here, or a little bit. Step on forward if that's you. felt to just give that opportunity we're not here to manipulate anything we know that God in his own spirit does the work but if if you have a desire to know more about a relationship with Jesus to enter this eternal party that God desires you to be a part of I want to let you know the Lamb of God oh someone's wanting to get baptized okay great all right All right, well, Jamie, you might want to get your shoes off. What is it about leather when it's on a cow? It's okay to get it wet, but when it's off, I don't understand. But All right, sister. Uh, we'll find an extra towel if you need to go run out to your car and get one of them. You went to the... You know, you have one. Woo! <laughs> um, is there anything you don't have to say one word? I'm going to ask you those two questions. Is that probably the way you'd want me to do it right now? Just to ask you those questions. Okay. Uh, Jamie, have you given your life to follow Jesus Christ? And do you desire to follow him the rest of your life? All right. Well, we're going to baptize you, sister. Yeah. All right. Why don't you come on over here? It's not cold. Have no fear. It's a little bit warm. You can sit down. Okay, and then you can grab your own nose. And I will baptize you. <laughs> on your profession of faith, Jamie, I just want to take a second. Lord, I'm praying for Jamie right now. 
Will you just take this moment to acknowledge you're doing something great in her heart? And we thank you, Jesus, that you are her Savior. You are her Lord. And on profession of your faith, on profession of your faith in Jesus, I baptize you, Jamie, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, buried with Him in baptism, raised to walk a new life. You can stand up or you can... Thank you, Lord. Amen. I want to... Um, Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Um, Let's hear it for the Lord. Come on.